This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. Casanovia College is a small co-educational college located in upstate New York, offering a liberal arts and professional studies education with over 35 academic programs. Our 240-acre Equine Education Center is home to the nationally ranked Intercollegiate Equestrian Team and the IACBE Accredited Equine Business Management Program. Our equestrian team is one of the best in the region with a long history of success at intercollegiate and rated competitions in hunter seat, western horsemanship, reining, and dressage. The team competes in IHSA and IDA sanctioned events. Our world-class equine facility houses over 70 horses, a large heated indoor arena, multiple grass and sand outdoor riding arenas, and turnout paddocks. For more information, visit www.casanovia.edu slash cas-equine. Welcome back to all our listeners to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I've been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and affiliated organizations. And today, our guest has has double duty for, for two of those, but we'll get to that. First, I would love to introduce my co-host today. I, I've had very few podcasts with co-hosts, but this co-host is extra special. She is the Athletic Equestrian uh, Director of Marketing, and uh, she works for me in all of my businesses, the podcast, the Athletic Equestrian, Athletic Equestrian League, my clinics. She does all of my social media. She does all of anything that you see that's the face of Athletic Equestrian is actually Jenna Boyata Upson, who also happens to be my daughter and right-hand woman. So Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited about joining today. I've been listening for a year and a half, and I'm so excited <laughs> to finally hop on one. <laughs> So it, take a minute to explain why I thought you'd be uh, a great addition to this particular podcast. So who are you going to meet next? We've been communicating with her for the past couple months about an exciting project with the Athletic Equestrian League. And I personally admire how she has built her business in such a short time period that I just wanted to hop on and, and join in on this interview. Okay, so let me introduce our guest. Our our guest today is Emma Fass, who grew up in a family of equestrians. She started riding at the age of six and as a junior at Freedom Farm in Virginia. Uh, she won the NAL Children's Hunter Championship aboard her own horse, Son of a Sailor. And Emma was one of the founding members of her IEA team at her high school. 
That experience helped prepare her for her time on the IHSA team at the University of Virginia. After graduating uh, from their engineering school with a BS in computer science and a business minor, Emma worked as a software consultant in Washington, DC. Emma is dedicated to creating tools to serve the equestrian community. And she started an equestrian technology company called Ringside Pro in 2019 to provide a better online experience to riders, trainers, parents, and horse show management teams. The company now provides online clinics for riders, as well as a suite of horse show tools ranging from online entries to results tracking. So Emma, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So Emma, since you grew up in a family of equestrians, I know that all the listeners totally want to hear about that. And uh, also, I think that it really sort of helps uh, explain how you ended up where you are today. So why don't you start from the beginning about where you grew up and and where you rode and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I grew up in Newport News, Virginia. It's near Virginia Beach and was very lucky that there were a ton of farms fairly close to my house growing up. So um, my mom is an equestrian. She grew up riding in Texas. And then when she moved to Virginia, she gave it up for a little bit. But my older sister was immediately horse crazy, even as a little kid. And so I think my mom really spotted that as a great opportunity for (laughs) her to also kind of re-enter the equestrian world. Got it. So yeah, my older sister started riding first and the barn that was, it's only like 20 minutes from our house and we were there all the time. Um, but when my older sister started riding, I was still too young by that barn's rules to ride. So I would go and ask the trainer all the time, can I start riding? Can I start riding? (laughs) And she would always tell me not until you're six. And so then the day I turned six, I ran over to the trainer and I was like, okay, I'm six years old now. I'm ready. (laughs) Um, yeah. And equestrians are nothing but uh, um, exuberant and tenacious, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Just seeing like my mom and my sister riding, I was like, this stinks. (laughs) Right. I get to do that. Right. Um, yeah. And it really grew from there. Um, I was super lucky that my family was obviously very supportive of, us doing this sport. And, um, you know, we started out going to some like local schooling shows in our area and really fell in love with that. So just started building from there. And then by the time I was in high school, my sister and I both were horse showing a lot. My mom bought a truck and trailer so she could haul us to these horse shows. Um, and it really felt like such a close knit family activity for us with, all three of us, uh, you know, going almost every other weekend to horse shows. Great. And, and so that, that's how you grew up through high school. And then um, talk about your college search. Cause I know all of our, uh, you know, I've been talking to collegiate coaches and talking about um, where, you know, where they looked and how important a riding team was and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I went through that little bit of a phase. I think a lot of people go through where I was like, I've got to go to the West Coast. Like I've got to get as far away from Virginia as I possibly can. Right. Um, And then I think in a way I was very lucky that I have an older sister who's also very equestrian and she went to the University of Virginia. And so she had sort of counseled me and said, if you go really far away, you're never going to be able to come home and ride your horse on the weekends and things like Uh. that. And I was very lucky that my horse was going to be leased out all while I was in college to someone at the same barn where I grew up riding. So through her counseling, I realized maybe actually staying in state makes a lot of sense. And I also had the fortune of going and visiting her, you know, at her school and being like, this is this is really great. I met other people on the riding team there and loved them. And I thought, you know, okay, I could see this. This would be good. So again, I just followed (laughs) in my sister's footsteps and also attended the University of Virginia. And it was a great fit. I loved being on the riding team and um, definitely had that little feeling of comfort still being in state and still being able to go home on the weekends if I wanted to. Right. And Jenna, does that sound familiar with your college experience? It does. I had the same exact discussion, except I had my mom guiding me (laughs) that, you know, if you go far away, you won't be able to come home to like see your horses and, you know, interact how you usually have been. So I totally understand that. So did you going to school, were you looking for a horse focused school or did you always know you wanted to major what you ended up majoring in? No, I really had no idea what I wanted to do more long term, um, but I knew I wanted to be involved with horses. So um, I was really focusing on schools that had a riding team. Um, I was already familiar with IEA and I thought, IHSA just would be a really good fit for me. And then um, I was also really lucky that I had a actually a chemistry teacher in high school who worked with me a lot and advised me to uh, apply to engineering programs. I don't know that I would have been brave enough to apply to engineering without him, you know, suggesting it at first and then kind of pushing me towards that route. So I did a few like welcome weekends or intro weekends at different colleges to see more about what an engineering program would look like and then realized, okay, I think I want to do an engineering school that also has an IHSA team. And once I get there, I'll figure out the rest. And it, it actually worked out really well. And it also helps. I have actually been to the farm where the University of Virginia rides, Tom and Claiborne Bishops, the barracks. So that that doesn't hurt either, that the rolling green hills and the gorgeous wood fences and all the facilities that they have there and the incredible horses. I got to go fox hunting. Amazing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say the the facility by itself is so incredible, but then the horses are like any horse girl's dream. (laughs) You know, I mean, the, they have such a vast quantity of horses, which by itself is pretty crazy, but then the quality of all of the horses is just amazing. I mean, 
for a long time, I felt like I'd pinch myself when I'd go out to the barn for my lesson and check to see who I was riding that day. Cause it'd be a horse who had won this or won that. And now yeah. it was one of the team horses. And yeah, I mean, it, it was a great place to learn and grow as a rider, especially as a rider who, um, I did IEA in high school, but I also spent so much time riding my own horse and like really just doing the same thing all the time. And then to just be introduced to this huge quantity of amazing horses and get to go out and free ride as much as I wanted to, like it, I know I'm sad that I'm gone now because it was <laughs> such a great experience. Right. And then after graduation, what was your first job? And was it in your major that you had the focus you wanted to go? Yeah. So I graduated and um, got a job working as a software consultant at a company called Paraveda Solutions. It was within my field for sure. And such a great introduction into the industry. Um, I was in Washington, DC. So again, it wasn't too far (laughs) from home. Um, And yeah, I ended up basically just being put on different teams for um, clients that the company had. So for each client, we would work on a different software engineering project. And I got exposed to a lot of different types of software engineering really quickly, which um, I think helped me just grow <laughs> my own skills so much. But it also really helped me realize what types of projects I enjoyed doing and which types of projects you know I could do for work. But long-term were probably not the route that I wanted to go. So yeah, I definitely liked that as a first job, um, but then quickly felt like it didn't fulfill sort of the equestrian part of me that I just still had like a hunger for doing more with. So before I want to ask you how you had the idea for Ringside Pro, but but before we do that, can you do a very brief um, software engineering for dummies? <laughs> what does that mean? And uh, Jenna will know because anything that she says to me, it's like a foreign language. I'm like, what does that mean? So just give us a brief little, little explanation. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, Overall, it really, it ranges like pretty widely. So there can be anything from structuring the way that like a database works. So the way that I'm storing information about for a website or a service, all the way to like the things that as a user, you're used to interacting with. So like doing website design or mobile applications and things like that. So when you go on like the Ringside Pro website, for example, everything that you can see had to be coded, but that aspect of it, I personally really, really love where there's design to it. There's um, certain techniques that you can use that will make it a little bit easier for people to interact with the website. So I think there's all of the pieces that are behind the scenes of the website that are a little bit more like nitty gritty and 
tough. <laughs> and then you get to the point where it's something that the user is actually interacting with and can see that you want to be, um, you know, a little bit prettier and right. inviting. Right. So yeah, it really ranges a very large gambit. And how did you start Ringside Pro? Like what was there something at a horse show that you were like, ah, I could simplify this or what made you want to start it and then the journey to starting it? Yeah, well, definitely I, growing up, going to a lot of horse shows, I always was kind of like, man, I mean, it's crazy that, you know, I played some other sports in high school and things like that. And I was like, we just don't have <laughs> the technology in this sport that we do in other sports. Like that's, that's just crazy to me, but it didn't yet seem like something I could actually address myself. Um, and then there was one horse show we went to <laughs> that really was kind of, this is the one I'm always like, this was a big game changer for me. My mom was hauling us to a show and we, we did it all like so many weekends. We always knew, you know, you got to look at the schedule, look at how many entries there are, figure out backwards, what time we need to be there, what time we should leave. We did everything the same way we normally would, but it was raining at the show and a ton of people had scratched. And so they had actually run really, really fast at that show. I mean, the one thing that never happens. At That's right. Shows, That's right. Yeah. They were running really you know, ahead of schedule. And so <laughs> looking back, I can laugh on it now, but when we arrived, we literally opened the truck door and heard them yelling over the loudspeaker you know, Emma Fast, if you're on the showgrounds, you need to be up at the ring right now or we're going to close the gate and you're not going to get to show. And we were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> immediately in panic mode. You know, I'm trying to get the horse off the trailer. My mom's running up to the right. ring to be like, please, please, <laughs> you right. know, we just got here. Um, and I did end up showing, but I was a nervous wreck and yeah. it, it did not go very well. <laughs> And I just thought, I mean, that is really frustrating to a family who's trying to horse show on a little bit of a budget. You know, we don't really want to, we don't have the means to get there ahead of time, have a stall and all of those things. But if you don't, if you're not physically on the showgrounds, there's no way for you to know what's going on on the showgrounds. So I kind of, kept that in the back of my mind as I was getting my engineering degree and learning how to be a software developer. And then I thought like, as I was now an adult and able to, you know, go to horses on my own a little bit more, I was like, man, I mean, this is still a problem. Like still <laughs> nobody has addressed this, but right. now I actually have the tools to address this wow. problem. And yeah, it just sort of came from there. So, okay, so you have the idea, and I'm sure you'll explain how Ringside Pro could have solved that problem that you had, but but before you even get there, how do you go from idea or concept to actual fruition of, uh, I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I had this idea for... A pretty long time and I um 
you know, I'm really lucky that my mom provides all of the horsey part of my family, but my dad actually is an entrepreneur. And so I would run this idea past him kind of over and over again saying, I really think this would work, but, you know, we would go back and forth and he would give me, you know, questions to think about and come back to him with answers. Present me with the business plan. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and it was great because I feel like our family conversations were my mom giving input about the horse industry and my dad talking about, you know, I mean, I'm very lucky that I had that environment that helped me foster the idea. And so then, um, one day my dad was like, okay, it's time you need, you know, you need to do it now. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't think so. I don't know if I'm ready yet. Right, and right. He gave me really great advice saying, you're never going to feel like you're ready. Yeah. But when you're young and you have a lot of energy <laughs> and not a whole ton of um, expenses or responsibilities in terms of having a family and things like that, it's a great time to just take a leap of faith and try it give yourself a little bit of a deadline. And if you haven't accomplished, you know, even like a a certain milestone that you set for yourself by then, then you can regroup and, you know, think through things again, but just go ahead and try it now. So yeah, I, you know, took his advice and just took a very big leap of faith. Wow. It's worked out. Yeah, that that's a that would be a whole podcast, wouldn't it? Fear fear of the unknown and along with it, fear of failure or fear of you know, you know, there's just so much involved. It's not only it's not only your time and energy, but it's actual dollars and cents. You know, how are we gonna make this happen? Definitely. And I would even say that I think that in a way, my experiences riding helped prepare me for taking that leap of faith because I was such a nervous rider all the time, but I had total faith in my trainer. You know, to me, she knew everything in the whole world. Right. And I, you know, she'd say, I think that you should try to go qualify for indoors this year. And I'd be like, oh, that's a terrible idea. Right. <laughs> not me. I can't do that. And she would look at me like very stern and she'd say, you can do that. And you will do that. And immediately I'd be like, oh yeah. You know, like having someone that you really trust that has faith in you to accomplish something makes such a big difference. And I learned to trust it when I had a role model like that, tell me that I could accomplish something. So even if I have my own self-doubt, I trust that you know what you're talking about. So I feel ready to take that leap. Right. And then um, how did you, did you, did you do a list, a, 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 a dream, like dream team of, or, or dream ideas of, of all that you wanted? My, my co-writer on my book, The Athletic Equestrian, she would tell me to do a brain dump. So did you do a brain dump and just write it all down and then sort it out and figure out how you were going to get from A to B to C? Yeah, kind of. My original idea for Ringside Pro was to really do a full suite of tools for horse show management. 
So that would range from submitting your entries online, being able to easily check the schedule and how many entries there were, seeing estimated start times for classes, updates during the day, seeing all of the results at the end of the horse show, like the full <laughs> experience of horse showing online. Right. And um, I had started doing, just like you said, really planning that out, figuring out what should be the first step? How am I going to tackle this problem? And I had, I even started working on that plan back in 2019, got pretty far. And in the spring of 2020 was feeling really excited about trying to get all of these different, you know, schooling horse shows in my local area to use my very basic version one of the software when every horse show got canceled for the indefinite future. And I had a little crisis moment. Uh-huh. And then we, we all had them. We all, yes. That was a crisis moment for everybody. And um, I think the best thing that I did in that moment was I reached out to horse show managers and um, to judges to people involved with horse shows as well as to trainers riders and just try to hear what they had to say in that moment of like okay well online entries are not going to be necessary for a while what would be helpful so that is actually the how the online clinics that I do through ringside pro came about um, I had a few judges that I knew that were their USCF rated judges, their big R judges, and they were willing to review videos for people if anyone wanted to submit them. So I set that up as the first version <laughs> of Ringside Pro. Um, and that I think was really, really helpful during that time. I mean, people who had these big plans of what their 2020 riding year would look like all of a sudden had to really regroup, but it just provided a nice way for people to still feel like, okay, I'm going to go out to the barn. I'm going to, you know, have somebody video me jumping a course and I'll submit it to a judge and, you know, it's not quite the same as being at a horse show, but it gave them, you know, things to look forward to and then feedback and things to do in their lessons after they had received that feedback. And it's quite affordable. Yes, I know. That was um, a really big thing too. I had told the judges that wanted to be involved with it, please set your own price. Think about how much time you're going to be spending watching the video, re-watching the video, writing some comments, watching the video again. I mean, they spend a lot of time working through these videos and yet every clinician or judge that's on the site decided they were going to charge around about $40 for a single video, which is maybe an entry fee at a small show or like half <laughs> or a quarter of an entry at an A show, you know, I mean, it's just a very reasonable rate. Um, and the feedback that the clinicians provide is such high quality. I mean, I've submitted videos of myself. I've had friends submit videos and they share their feedback with me. And I mean, it's, you get a lot of bang for your buck <laughs> for right. sure. Right. And 
I'm excited to announce that I am going to be joining your clinicians. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I was so, so excited when you said you were interested in that because you will provide so much great feedback to, you know, anyone interested in going into collegiate riding, any current collegiate riders, and even people out of it, you know, like me, I would love to hear what you have to say now. <laughs> About right. my writing, I will say my equitation has probably declined a little bit. But... Oh, you know what? what? Once you're out of the the competing in it, it's 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 all the same. It's all about helping your horse, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and even though I am not a USCF judge, and and I will make that very clear, but I do have thirty six years of experience <laughs> of coaching collegiate riders and watching lots of rounds. I can't even imagine what number of, of horse show classes could I have watched <laughs> through all those years. And also the experience of assessing your ride. Chapter 10 in my book, yes. the, the Athletic Equestrian, is assessing the catch ride, whether and and that's whether it's in collegiate format or assessing a horse to possibly lease, you know, it, it's just how to have that, that different eye. And, and also I hope to contribute for riders that are making um, perspective videos to submit to different coaches and, and helping with that, but let's get back to you. Okay. So <laughs> horse show management tools, um, um, talk about how ringside pro would have helped you for that horse show way back when you were late uh, you weren't late you were the show ran early I'm not yeah. used to saying those words <laughs> I know I know so yeah the online clinics um grew in the early part of 2020 and then as shows started to come back little bit by little bit again like just talking with show managers and asking them like in this moment what do you need? There's all of these restrictions and changes that are happening in the horse show world. What could be helpful to you? And so we started out with just one tool for the horse show management teams, and that was a mass text message service. So the team, um, you know, like the people running the horse show, they can sign up on Ringside Pro, put their horse shows information in, and then any like riders, trainers, parents, grooms, anybody who needs information about the horse show can put their phone number in and say, I want to get messages about, you know, this horse show and even do things like say for, you know, a horse show that runs on Saturday and Sunday, I just want alerts about ring two on Saturday. Yeah. And then it's very easy for the horse show management team to say, okay, on ring two um, on Saturday, I want everyone to know that we're running 30 minutes early because there were a bunch of scratches. So, you know, let us know if you're running late or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that service now has um, really expanded. I'm super excited. We just used the service at the USHJA International Hunter Derby Championship. Wow. That's huge. I know in um, the, the horse park in Kentucky, it was a really big event and like very, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, just considering the short amount of time between first launching that event two years ago and now being used there. um, Yeah. And it was used really successfully. They used it to send pictures of the course walk to all of the riders. They could have it on their phone while they were doing the course walk and sending out links to the posted order of go, all of that type of information that, you know, these riders are busy. They've got a lot going on and it just kept things flowing really nicely. So I hope Yeah. And now um, more recently, in addition to the text alerts, we're trying to include more and more of the um, other tools that horse show managers need in order to run their show through Ringside Pro. So that includes like the online entries and the results. So yeah, it's just been growing a lot in terms of the horse show management side, kind of the original vision of Ringside Pro. But I'm super proud of the online clinics because they just continue to provide people with a really valuable alternative to horse shows. If you only go to show a couple times a year or you don't even want to go to horse show, this is another really great option that people have. And as we wind down in our final minutes, what is it that you like to do besides Ringside Pro and besides horses? Oh my gosh, (laughs) not that much. (laughs) No, I still, I love going out for like runs and walks. I actually still live in Charlottesville, Virginia, where UVA is, and it's just such a beautiful location. So I love to go running in Charlottesville. And then after I'm done running, I love to go eat (laughs) at all of the amazing restaurants that Charlottesville has to offer. So trying to always reach a little bit of a balance between those two hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Balance is the key word in, in both those. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, But then I somehow always kind of find myself trying to go back home and do trail rides or just like kind of fun equestrian things that still are, you know, relaxing too. Right. Well, Emma, this has been so great to learn more about you and about Ringside Pro. And uh, Jenna brought Ringside Pro to my attention. So I'm thrilled about where we're going to partner in the future, dot, 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 to be determined, to be announced. So um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. There is one university that stands out in equine education. From its 200-acre campus in the heart of horse country, Midway University provides hands-on training to undergraduate students and offers programs in equine management, rehabilitation, and pre-veterinary science. For athletes, Midway provides scholarship opportunities on its hunt seat and Western equestrian teams. Now, for the first time, Midway is offering an online equine business and sales degree and an advanced equine MBA degree for students anywhere. Find out more at midway.edu. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata and the music is by Kitcher. Kitcher.